This is Anthony Michael Hall, and you're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned, my friends are going to show you what entertainment's all about, baby. This episode of Still Talking With is brought to you by the Dorkening Podcast Network. Learn more about this episode and more shows on our network by visiting thedorkening.com. Greetings! We are the Retro Reductopus Cephala Podcast, a bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. He's right. We wax philosophic about lots of geeky crap like old video games and movies, toys, cartoons, I don't know, help me out here. Music, pants, quoting video games that don't have dialogues, shabibans, tasty news, unnecessarily long Japanese onomatopoeia, butt breathers, uncomfortable nature facts, or how to install a samoplange. And unlike all those other podcasts, we at Retroidocubus have an exciting rotating host schedule. Do we? We sure do. So, if you didn't like the guy flapping his gums this week, like me, worry not, gentle listener. Next week, we'll have a whole new host of problems. Hey, they might still suck, but they'll suck differently. And you know what's really cool? Retroidocubus is part of the Dorkening and Inebriar podcast networks with new episodes every Tentacle Tuesday. Which is like every other Tuesday. We named it. Anyways, you can listen to us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or any podcast player cool enough to carry the only show that celebrates all things that make growing up awesome. Rise and shine, my sinners. When Father Evil starts his day, he gets a little deadly. Deadly Grounds Coffee has the richest, smoothest flavor you'll find anywhere. It's sinfully delicious. Once you go deadly, you never go back. Order yours at getdeadly.com. Coffee's so good, it's scary. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. And here we are. We are now live for another episode of Still Toking With. We got a full house tonight. And, uh, of course, every single show is brought to you by Benjamin. Benjamin Bartlett from uh, Still Token With. Token Dead. <laughs> <laughs> you just totally fucking threw me off, man. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, uh, and we're Jeff. Here, you know. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Just uh, introducing no. everybody. We have Jeff as well, the two gentlemen from Token Dead. What's going on out there? And uh, <laughs> uh, the guest of the hour, Lauren Malloy. Hello. Hello, hello, everyone. How you doing? Happy horrors. Hey, and uh, and another very special guest, Angel from That Strange Show. What up? What up? <laughs> Uh, this is going to be a fun show. ton of people watching, so I want to let you know that if you have any questions, uh, I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, we got this going on a couple different Facebooks, a couple different YouTubes. Any questions, throw them in the chat, and I'll make sure we get to it. And uh, with that, I'll throw it over to Ben. Well, 
Hello. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the show. Um, yeah, Leo totally screwed me up. I'm sorry. I'm like way off my game. I had all this shit in my head. Now it's gone. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us. And um, as Leo said, we're blessed to have the very talented Loren Malloy with us tonight. Um, welcome. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I can't wait to talk with you guys. You're always a blast. We've been talking for the past half hour backstage, honey. That's true. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun, though, isn't it? Right, right. I mean, show's over. Sorry, guys. See you later. Bye. <laughs> so, that's a wrap. <laughs> that's Angel. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Well, uh, 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 why don't so, we? Uh, why don't we do this, Lauren? Uh, uh, why don't you introduce everybody to your? You're a local filmmaker. Where are you from? What are you working on? Thank you, Leo. <laughs> sure, no problem. I'm actually a filmmaker from Long Island, New York. I just started last year with my first feature film, Yield, the horror movie. Uh, it's actually basically, loosely based on an uh, experience I had in Florida in Ocala National Forest. It's based on a family of cannibals that live within the forest that use the tourists as meat and their food so they use the entire forest as a cat and mouse labyrinth until their meat gets caught tired or killed and then you know devours them the first couple that goes in it's pretty quick in the beginning they get annihilated by some of the cannibal clan called carnigo and then after that the next couple goes wait a minute our friends have disappeared we're gonna go get them and you get to see what happens then and see who wins in the end and i actually play one of the characters betsy carnigo betsy carnigo because I just can't help myself. <laughs> I also am an author, so I've written seven books. I have my eighth I'm working on right now as well, called The uh, Queen of Hearts, which is about a Ooh. vigilante serial killer woman who's a little tired of the way things are and decides to uh, massacre appropriately. So I'm working on that as well. Nice. I like the way she said that, massacre appropriately. Mm -hmm. Remember that, folks. Remember yeah. that. If you're going to massacre somebody, do it appropriately. I mean, let the punishment fit the crime. I mean, that's, let's be real here. That's true. That's true. That's true. So, you know, make sure you bash their heads in with a rock or, you know, better yet, just cut their junk off and just have fun with it, you know? Well, so, yeah, you got to uh, torture them for a bit first before you cut anything off, you know? Oh, true, true. So, so where is where is Yield at? Is it, is it out yet? Is it almost done? Actually, I'm in the editing process now. I'm also editing it myself, and it's going really good. I'm excited. I actually love the editing process. I wasn't sure because I've edited some stuff previously, but it's kind of incredible to be able to hear all the behind the scenes, watch all the outtakes, and then build it myself. Myself. So right now I'm still editing it. I'm going to have it out in the spring on DVD and Blu-ray. And then after a few months of that, I'm going to start having it on streaming channels. Plus, you know, I'm going to be selling it at all my cons. Oh, yeah. I definitely can't wait for it to come out because I want, I mean, first of all, I want to see it because I think you're an amazing uh, writer, actress, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We'll get into all that later. <laughs> um, but from what I understand, there's a lot of um, Easter eggs, as you call them. Yes in this yes. so kind of excited to see some of those easter eggs gee i wonder what one of those easter eggs could be hmm that's right the talking dead comic that betsy carnigo is reading while she's waiting for her prey to be foolish enough to wander by or get caught and snared uh -oh. so you'll see a bunch of little scenes ah. where i'm reading it in my little blue plaid dress <laughs> i love it when you said when you sent us that picture i i shared it to jeff immediately i'm like 
look at this. And he's like, who's that? What's, what, what's going on? <laughs> and I'm like, that's Loren Malloy. I told you about her. I met her at Scarecon, blah, 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 blah. I'm slow when it comes to like connecting dots. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just real quick, uh, just keeping up on the comments here. Uh, Angela Bergeron says, she devil herself is my favorite. Uh, William Pace oh. says, uh, why are we looking at Ben when Lauren's here? Right? <laughs> I mean, uh, I just, I just like don't have what it takes to keep the interest. That's uh, why I wore this outfit. It's because of the necklace we're saying, right? Of course that's right? what we're saying. It's, it's the it's necklace. Exactly because of, of it. <laughs> uh, we got Steven from Super Retro Throwback Reviews, Tracy Parkhurst, and RW as well. A uh, bunch of people in the chat room. So uh, if you have questions, uh, you know, especially, you know, local filmmakers, you know, how to get started, anything like that, uh, certainly post them in the chat room and we'll make sure we get to it. Uh, you mentioned editing. Uh, so, uh, I, you know, if you don't know, um, my, my, I did a little documentary myself and uh, it was shown at a couple cons, but uh, I love the editing process except for when it crashed. What are you using? What makes you love the editing process? What are you working with? Um, I, okay. So, you know, I think being a creator, you need to be a little controlling to make sure the vision comes out the way you want. So directing it, producing it, making sure the script was the way I wanted it, all the characters, and then the editing process gives me the ability to, to the best of my capability at the moment, to make it the visual representation of what I saw in my head, where if I gave it to somebody else, they might give me something back and I'd be like, oh, good Lord. No, no, no. Wait a minute. This was months. And no, because we each have a very singular picture in our heads. And, you know, if somebody else handles it, it's going to be different just for the sheer fact of a different person handling it. Yeah. And I use DaVinci Resolve. Um, I love the program. <laughs> there are little moments where I'm still learning some stuff. So, you know, the copy and paste things, you know, other people from outside might all of a sudden hear me curse very, very loudly. But then I get control. <laughs> um, ah, shit, that wasn't supposed to be there. Or like, where the hell did all of that go? I was supposed to paste right there. Um <laughs> Or, you know, when you're trying to match up the audio to the visual and all of a sudden it's a Japanese anime. So it's like, oh, oh yeah. Hi. Right. Oh, my God. No. Because, you know, oh, they're yeah. taking breaths or they're going, um, or they're just, and you can't have that in the middle of sentences. So all of a sudden you start splicing that stuff and you're like, oh, my God, all of them are now doing, you know. Or actually, uh, your your frame rate's off and it, like, gradually goes out of sync. That's the most annoying thing. Yeah, yes. oh the frame God. rate, frame rate sync issues are I, a I nightmare. Did, I did. Uh, there's an easy fix for that though. Push all your uh, media. Yeah, through... have somebody else do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, push all your media through Handbrake first and uh, set it to constant frame rate. Or uh, yeah, I believe that's it. So you do that to all your media first, and now eliminate that uh, that drifting sync effect. Oh, nice. And for all you people that didn't understand that, basically, it's cut the wheel to the left, yank the e brake. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking a, yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Flip a bitch and just get through it, basically. Pop it. Punch it. Punch it. Punch it. I use fire drill. Just everybody get out, run around, get back in, and drive off really fast. Yes. No, I never did that in my life. What are we talking about? Hey. Um, but 
I really like the editing process as well because of all the little different nuances I can change and fix and do. And then it's my creation. So when it's all done, although I know there's always going to be some hater out there that are like, I could do it better and has never made anything in their life because we all have heard those people. Yeah. Um, if you have you know, haters. First film, so it's going to be everything it can be. And then I'm only going to get better from there. That's right. Yeah. But I was going to say, if you have haters, any, and this, this goes for anybody in any industry, if you have haters, you're doing it right. Oh, yeah. It's that I simple. You're doing it right. <laughs> so speaking of creating, I had a question. How is uh, uh, shooting the film and all that kind of stuff, like getting everybody together uh, on set? Um, and what kind of different locations did you visit to get you know what you wanted done? Well, you know, in some ways it was quite difficult um, at first because to get everybody organized and in the spot and what needs to be done and get all the energy out to be like, I'm capable of doing this and you just got to trust me is always hard with new people. Yeah. Um, I lucked out that I had so many incredible people that knew me ahead of time that were like, oh, we know this bitch, she's got this shit. Um, but <laughs> one of the problems that I had were things like, you know, the unexpected moments where, you know, you're climbing up a mountain day after day after day going we just need to go five miles and then we'll get to the location then you can start filming there while you're also still worrying about getting everybody there on time oh a lot of people like to sleep in but you still need to be up oh, at like yeah. five yeah i want to bed at like two you know yeah um i don't think i slept at all maybe a few like you know <laughs> while i was still planning stuff but um we filmed in new jersey and then I filmed on Long Island as well. So we spent a very strenuous four days at Stokes National Forest in New Jersey. And everybody was kind of concerned that they might yell at us or something. And I was like, don't worry about it. I got it. I looked at them. I did the head nod. I was like, what's up? They were like, what's up? We moved on because they looked at me and realized I'm not messing with this chick. So <laughs> um, but... she will throw a hurting on you. Oh, I'll get that Sicilian stare going, and then I'll go off a bit. I mean, <laughs> right? Um, strangely, one of the weirdest moments was walking around covered in blood, carrying weapons, and having nobody seem even like the slightest bit of concern. They were like, "It's that bitch. I don't know her, but it's fine. Let's just keep walking." But not like in fear, but like, "Hello, hello." <laughs> you good? <laughs> like you are. Like, I feel kind of pretty and stuff, but at the same time, there's a bunch of people with me. We're all covered in blood. <laughs> yeah. See now in Boston. You would have just been normal. I, I yeah. think a lot of places now, anywhere I walk around with like some weapon and covered in blood, people are like, that's her normal level of humanity. Just leave her. She's fun. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, and I filmed on Long Island, and we actually did several different forests all over Long Island where um, we wanted to make sure that it kept looking like the forest was changing. And if you only film at one location, it's almost impossible to make that feel like that. So, yeah. you know, they're supposed to be walking on a road, and then all of a sudden, how the fuck did we get on a trail? Well, yeah. if the road and the trail looks exactly the same as the next 20 feet, how the heck did they use the forest and change it up with all the levers and pulleys and et cetera? So there were a lot of days where it was like me and two people standing in a forest and being like, all right, the light's going to change any second. And then we got five seconds. Don't be in the light. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. Um, I was definitely exhausted by the time we're done. <laughs> right. Right. But it was fun, right? Oh, my God. I loved it. <laughs> I will be doing it for the rest of my life. I can't wait. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, so, so your next movie is with the Toking Dead. Oh, yes, please. 
oh yes please i'm ready to kill some zombies and kick some ass and you know <laughs> tell you guys you know is that your bong or my bong you know it'll be fun that's right 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 is it oh. your bong or my bong tonight oh red i actually was reading your comic um in one of the behind the scenes i'm gonna try to find i hope i have footage still because i was like reading through it before we were waiting for the light to come in and i'm sitting on this big log that has like moss and ivy and bugs and all this stuff and i'm like we got 15 seconds before they crawl up my skirt and i'm like so <laughs> because now there's a huge group of people that decided to bring all their children into the forest while I'm there covered in blood and you know all this stuff so we're like hello hello goodbye, goodbye. And finally leave where you can't hear all these ridiculous children going who is that woman okay so now it's my turn and I start reading the comic out loud because all those people were so loud in the freaking nature and we're being quiet and they're rah, rah, rah. so I was like oh do you see the boobs on this page <laughs> <laughs> they moved the kids quicker they moved them right along much quicker when i started reading out loud from the comic yeah that seems to happen that seems to yeah. happen by the way it's a very awesome comic i know i'm okay. a yeah. joke but it was freaking awesome yeah. i have Thank had you. a lot of people try to steal it because oh my god this is too cool and i need to read it so i slapped their hands get your own well, they can all, they can come see us at a con like we tell everybody and they can get yep. their own copy and while they're there hey they can pick up issue two. Oh yeah and if you, you know wait till after April, ah, yeah, yeah, see, yeah, Angel knows where it's at. Uh, if you wait till yeah, after April, issue three will be out. Oh, that's awesome. But with, this show's not about us. This show's about you. Um, <laughs> just so we, well, she, me she mentioned it. She mentioned it. Sorry, sorry we what? just kind of chatted over everybody. Well, actually, I just wanted to say is uh, if you are interested in uh, Loren or the Token Dead or Still Token, there's a bunch of information down below or up above, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. So you just got to check that. Click the linky. And it all depends on how you're laying. Yeah. Click the linky. <laughs> um, just real quick before we Get go that whip. Room. Get that whip. Uh, the, the the film that Loren was ch chatting about just now is uh, her film Yield. Yeah. Just for anybody, because I've noticed that a bunch of people have joined in. Um, they might have missed that, but she was she was referring to her uh, her full full length. Yep, full length, full length feature. feature. Film, my first. Yeah. Um, um, I don't go small, so I don't do shorts. Some people like shorts. Some people told me to do a short, just like some people told me I should write a novella or a short story before I write a novel. I was like, have you seen me? I am big <laughs> for shorts. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, Yield is a feature horror film. <laughs> Playing Betsy Carnegie, who now chops up and eats bullets. Awesome. But let's take <laughs> let, let's take it back a little bit. Um, like I was reading, product? reading. I was reading. They, yeah, that's good. Um, I was reading in your bio that you actually started acting in high school yes. plays. Yeah. Um, do do any of those plays? stand out still in your mind today yeah um first of all i started doing plays in high school because they allowed every drama and music kid to stay after school with basically no supervisation and i'm a drinker so <laughs> that was the perfect combination for me stay all night party have basically no adults telling us what to do and then make some interesting stuff. One of the things we did was Arsenic and Old Lace, which most people don't know anymore, but it's a Cary Grant movie. Very yep. awesome. He has two ants in that that are like these weird, crazy old biddies that decide to poison and kill people and there's bodies all over the house. And for me, I, at the time, had really bad... Stage fright isn't the right word. It was more a concern of all my peers reacting to the extreme because I was very much like a, a street kid that's suddenly in, in musicals. And uh, so I always took little small parts and then helped build everything or do all the backstage stuff. So on that one, 
the funniest part is they made me one of the cops. <laughs> me a cop is like hilarious in the first freaking place. Here I am drinking, and they're like, "All right, put this uniform on." And I'm like, <laughs> "We made me one today." Okie dokie. And the picture in the yearbook, I'm even wearing my Adidas sneakers because they wanted me to wear men's like shoes that would work with the outfit. And I'm like, no, that'll hurt my feet. That's not happening. So there's a picture of me in a police uniform, basically, with Adidas sneakers on, just kind of sitting there all kind of like, I, I can't believe you did this. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So And I uh, loved it because I was also able to meet a lot of like troubled kids and then pull them on with me. And I was like, you don't have to sing or dance if you don't want to. There's stuff you could do backstage and a lot of them it gave them the control that at home they didn't have so like yeah. one dude was like really spiraling down he almost was about to tap out on the universe and i caught him at the last second and i was like come on you come with me i'm gonna be backstage doing stuff and i made him handle all the like the backstage stuff so he was the one that would yell at somebody to make sure the props are on the table and that little bit of power and control gave him so much confidence he didn't want to harm himself anymore yeah. And now he does um, lighting for a living. Like, that's pretty exciting, you know? So, that's awesome. Good, you know, good. in a way, I got to cause a lot of trouble and help a little bit. Cool. Nice, nice. And you're, and he, um, you're traveling around, doing some shows, cons, appearances? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I get hired, you know, all over the country right now, basically on the East Coast, because flying all the way across country is, you know, a little more expensive. But, yep. hey, they want me, I'll go. <laughs> that's that's what we keep saying yeah, good. we keep saying the same thing we keep getting asked when you come to california i said when somebody pays for me to come right <laughs> yeah that's right legitness i mean right. it is because i'm know. not getting on a plane with all my bucks could you imagine the, the freaking luggage fees <laughs> right right so no, yeah this is my carry-on yeah. i can't pick it up but it's my carry-on yeah, all right see all these bloody texts they helped me bring all my, my carry-ons on Carry, carry on. <laughs> so uh i know we got quite a few viewers leo we got any questions coming in out there that you've seen or uh angela Should we keep... yeah uh, let's keep on going but angela says uh once uh i have yield i'll be promoting it for you angela says that uh oh, angela is my promoter she's fantastic she's a wonderful person hi angela yeah she is she's a sweetheart yeah we we love angela she's always in the chat room uh definitely uh very uh uh very helpful uh, Angela also says, uh, me and Lauren uh, can team up killing those zombies. And she says she want to kill uh, some zombies as well. And uh, nice. William Pace says, uh, it's New York. Nothing to see here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Will, Will Yates said, hello, everybody. So if you have questions, post them in the chat room, uh, no matter where you're watching, either uh, multiple Facebooks or YouTubes. If you're watching this live, just post it in the comments. I'll keep an eye on it and uh, make sure I get to it at some point, right? That's right. That's right. I mean, th this this amazing young woman has done so many things from being in movies or production assistant on movies to filming her own movie to writing multiple books. I mean, there's got to be questions out there. Somebody's got to have a question about something. Like, seriously, wake the fuck up. <laughs> I have a question about the poster here. Who designed? Who who's the artist that designed the poster for the movie? Oh, for Yield, the, uh, yeah. the poster is made by Jonathan Mears. He's an amazing, talented uh, illustrator. Um, I met him at Sci-Fi Horror Con, Sci-Fi Horror Fest in Oneonta last year, and we've stayed friends. Um, and it is just an incredible piece of artwork. I'm really, really proud of it. 
I like it a lot. Yeah. I'm so glad. And yeah, it's, I think it's badass. Right? He's so talented. You guys got to check him out. Jonathan Mears, M-Y-E-R-S. Well, hopefully he'll be out at Sci-Fi uh, this year, and we can actually meet him. Yeah. Oh my God. Maybe we could do like a little live video, all of us. Yeah. That would. We'll definitely do a little live video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, William Pay says, "I want to get stoned with zombies." Uh, anytime, William. Anytime, William. You show up at the show, man. We'll go outside. We'll smoke a fatty, brother. I want to get stoned with zombies. That's oh, absolutely. Like anytime. The dead at the end when they're playing video games, like you just needed the bong there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we just uh, did a Dawn of the Dead show. Yes, you did. Yeah. Uh, turns out I'm uh, related to uh, Sergeant Steele by uh, by, by marriage. <laughs> really? Come on, re really? Yeah. Now wait a minute. Was he was he was on the show? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that how you got him on the show? Yeah. Oh, totally. We, oh, we, shit. We were. Uh, <laughs> uh, he came to our wedding, and uh, you know, it's. Uh, uh, I see him at like the family wedding, so that's like you know we we just sit and chat. He's an awesome, dude. And uh, he's, he he's celebrities at your, yeah, at your family weddings. That's pretty badass. Yeah. And he's he's local to Connecticut. Uh, you know, just 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 a sweetheart, down down to earth, awesome dude. That's, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he's uh, quite a history buff. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, he is. I actually had the pleasure of watching that episode. Yeah. I caught it just as it started, and I actually that was I'm not going to say it, but it was one of the few episodes that I actually had the chance to sit through the whole thing and watch it. And I was actually really stoked. I was like, he's a history buff. He likes military stuff. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> he, well, he's also such a wealth of knowledge that, uh, you know, I'm going to try to convince him. Maybe he can do a show himself. You know, he, he's, he's retired, you know, maybe, you know, he has a little extra free time, you know, then uh, just, just try to share that knowledge, the, you know? Is the Dorkening Podcast Network looking for more shows? Oh, always, <laughs> always. <laughs> what are you up to now? 17? Uh, I believe 17, yeah. 20 hundred. 20 hundred. 17 shows on this network, folks. Yeah. This isn't the only one. You got to watch them all. Guaranteed you'll find at least one you like. Collect them all. Yeah, totally. <laughs> You, you won't like this one, but you'll find one you like. Yeah, including the rest. I have a question for you. As a sure, horror writer, what's your what's your favorite horror movie? Oh, um, Hellraiser. I don't know if you could see behind me, but I collect Hellraiser stuff. Uh, I get gifts of Hellraiser stuff. Um, Doug Bradley actually has a copy of one of my books. He played Pinhead, Hellfreeze. Um, oh yeah, yeah. We know who yep. Doug is. He's amazing. Um, yeah, that yeah. was an incredible moment when he got one of the books. Um, and for me, the world of all the Cenobites, the entire imaginative wall opens up and here are these creatures, delighted my brain so much when I was like seven or eight. That's how young I was. <laughs> uh, and I, it was, I was in trouble too. Like my poor mother, like uh, she had grounded me. So I put the TV on mute and put captions. So I turned the TV on. It's like midnight, something like that. And it's TNT. And the TV turns on, and it's Hellraiser, but it's a scene where the face rips, and he's like, Jesus, wept. So I scream, wake up everybody, get in trouble. They unplug the TV from downstairs, but I want to see what happens. So after they go back to bed, I pile up all these books, like seven years old, reach the damn thing, plug it back in, turn it back on, get in the room, and I'm like, <laughs> been my favorite movie ever since. That and Beetlejuice. Cool. The Beetlejuice. Those are two good ones. House of a Thousand Corpses is the other one. I think it's tied all three kind of for first place because they're each inventive, creative, and yeah. then strong characters. Yeah. Excellent. 
Yeah, that first Hellraiser is definitely. I do have I do have a uh, a question popping up on my watch party. Um, Michelle Perkins asked, "Where can I watch Yield?" Oh, Yield will be out in spring on DVD and Blu-ray. After that, there'll be streaming channels. But for quite some time, it's just going to be the two because we need to have the money come in so that we can pay for the streaming channels. Most people don't understand that. Yep. Nobody gives you anything for free. No. Not really. So, <laughs> so in regards, like in regards to that, Michelle, um, when it when it is released, Loren will let us know, and I'll find out how to get a copy down to you. I definitely will have it on my store site. Michelle Perkins uh, asked, where can I watch Yield? Guest or my Shopify. So if you're to be hard, Leo is Leo is fucking with me right now. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> he, he just literally ran back something through my mind, through in my headset. Is that what happened? Yeah. I heard something. Yeah, that was. Said. Sorry, you open the box. We carry. I love that angel. Absolutely. I actually, the only thing I don't have <laughs> is the cube. So I have all these oh. dolls of Hellraiser everywhere, but I never got the cube. Go ahead, Leo. Actually, uh, I just bought the cube for Kevin. Um, there's we'll a, shake it down. No, uh, so there's uh, at the cons. If you're lucky enough to be at a con, uh, he's he's actually on Facebook too. You can order on his uh, site. Uh, 3D Mucky Chris. Have you heard hey, of him? Okay. okay. Yeah, he, he's got good stuff. Yeah. yeah. So he's so he's stuff. he's an artist and he he does his art in 3D. So a lot of his stuff is like custom 3D artwork. Uh, but he he was selling the cube at, uh, at uh, Terrificon. Oh, actually, Angel got something right there. Oh, cool. Is that a samurai? No, nah, it's Jason Buddha. It, I was gonna oh, say it's cool. Jason Buddha. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Buddha Jason. First I was gonna say it was Buddha, and then I saw the mask, and I was like, yeah. oh wait a minute, that's not kind of a so fucked up combination. But I like, like it. If I say it's Buddha with a sword, somebody is gonna be really angry at me. I'm gonna just keep trying. <laughs> you know what it is? It's also the way your light was, Angel. It was a little yeah. hard to see at first. That's all. Yeah, Angel's rocking the creepy light tonight yeah always keep it creepy <laughs> keep it creepy keep it i creepy. love that keep it creepy all right nice nice it's a nice skull you got behind you <laughs> thank you i like it no um <laughs> i collect a bunch of that stuff too i like all sorts of skulls so i have a whole collection of um sugar skulls day of the dead stuff so um almost everything was given to me every time a fan gives me something i keep it i can't get rid of it i'm harder so uh i have all sorts of gifts from fans just in everywhere i can't even show you right now because it's chaos but um and so now that they know i i drink <laughs> i like skulls <laughs> i like pinhead i get a lot of that stuff <laughs> uh we we had some uh questions come in uh first angela says i m met doug bradley and uh we took a selfie at scarecon 2018 uh, yeah, you and, did. <laughs> uh, she also says, uh, "Hey, uh, Lauren, do you know uh, which stores which stores will carry Yield?" Um, and she wants a Hellraiser cube as well. And then also, Will had an awesome question. Uh, he said, "I might make it to Terracon this year, but uh, oh, that was William Pace." Will Yates says, "Do each of you have a favorite horror con to attend?" He needs ideas for this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Well. You guys, you guys go first. Well, I'll say I'll answer the first question. I don't have it going out to any stores yet. Um, that takes a lot of like discussion with people, and once it's done, for them to look at it and stuff. From what I know, so right now it's just going to be on DVD, and then work on it from there. So anybody has a store that wants my DVD, let's talk. Uh, 
And um, I think Scarecon's one of my favorites. I go, I try to go every year. Um, and I'm looking into, what did you say, Terracon? I'm looking into that one, which is pretty, you know, interesting looking. Um, but I also like the Sci-Fi Horror Fest. I've done that a few years, and every time I get hired, it's a blast, and everyone's nice. So those are good ones. Those are the two I definitely try to do. Everywhere else is just wherever. Whoever hires me, I say, sure, I'll be there. Are you, are you going to be at Wicked Weekend? No, that's the same weekend as I was hired for BroomCon, uh, upstate New York, unfortunately. Gotcha. Okay. The rest of us will be there. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I want the Hermione thing from Harry Potter where I could be like in two places at once so I could be partying at both cons. That'd be epic. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we seem to run into that same problem. Sorry, Angel. Well, yeah, that, it, it no, sucks sorry. when it happens. You know what I mean? It's like if you want to be there and you want to be there. Yeah, yeah, we ran into that last year. Yeah. Oh yeah. And um, we're running into it this year already. Oh yeah, there's so many events that like I'm I have three events solidified already, but the problem is there's so many other events that are near each other that it might not be possible because you know making it from one to the other within a week and a weekend can be too difficult depending on the location and yeah exhaustion level you know um yeah. so it's very difficult especially since a lot of cons they don't come out with their gates as soon as some others so all of a sudden you're like i was already hired for this one but this one is epic and i know all the people that are going to be there but i can't because it's the same weekend yeah <laughs> yeah we see that we we get a lot of that as well yeah, yeah. Well, uh, cool. one of the things that I, I've heard is some cons uh, have the guests sign a contract where they can't be at a similar con within a certain amount of miles within a certain time frame. Yeah. Uh, so that could be a, a reason why we're starting to get dates later as well. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes true, sense. True, true. <laughs> <coughs> Who would like and that to... kind of sucks, actually. Oh, it does. Yeah. It, it's. I mean, it, I can see, you know, the cons wanting to have you know, uh, a certain actor or actress, you know, specific to their show. But, you know, it, it kind of hurts it for everybody because some people can only attend certain shows. And, you know, I, the more the merrier. That's what I say, you know. So. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I get that for sure. I don't but like I also understand, but... like, oh, he's at all these shows. I could go to any one of them. I'm not going to bother with these. And that kind of makes it, I guess, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so, less less special. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like when I met Courtney Gaines uh last year, we had a panel together at the Sci-Fi Horror Fest. He's a really nice dude. And I was like, "Oh, you're doing this event next year?" He's like, "No, I only do um one event every 3 years. I'm not allowed or whatever because of his agent or whatever he had said because you know how it is at a con, it's a bit of a blur." But that kind of thing. So it must be depending on who you are or what the rules are. There are only a certain kind of thing you can do where other ones are like a sci-fi horror fest. Um, Jason Lively and Felisa Rose, they're there every single year. They're the ambassadors there, you know. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, yeah, which is great. You know, I think it's nice to have them as a staple. You know, they're a bunch of fun. But I guess it's depending on the con and what they decide to do. But it just kind of stinks because I feel like if any of them actually talk to each other, we could make... I can make both events, <laughs> you know, I could be right, at Wicked right, Weekend right. and I could be at, you know. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I have a comment on the watch party. It's from uh, Braden Gennaro. He says, hey, Lauren, you rock, and I love the show. Awesome. Braden Gennaro Bra is actually yes, one of thank the you. actors from Yield. Well, thank you. Uh, Braden will be in the beginning of the film. He uh, plays Nick. He's part of the first couple that gets lost <laughs> in the forest. So, hey, Braden, I've been working on the edits. You guys are looking epic in it. The other one is Sydney Sweeney. She is gorgeous. She's going to be the girlfriend of his in the beginning of the movie nice. um, she's stunning and they are so cute together it's just working out perfectly so and the other two leads 
are Lion Beckwith and uh, Chelsea Lesage, and they are the the rest of the movie basically, and they are a dynamic duo for sure. So nice. I'm very honored and blessed for who I got my film. That's nice. awesome. Nice. Yeah, and I apologize for mispronouncing the name. I didn't have the uh, old man glasses on. You didn't have your spectacles on. No, no. <laughs> well, uh, since we're, so we're just talking about uh, actors, um, how did you come come about getting everybody? Um, auditions or these people that you already knew type of deal? Honestly, everybody auditioned. I, I made sure that I was as fair as possible. Anybody, either a newbie or celebrity, everybody had an audition. Some people were really irate with me about that. I'm a big time person. How dare you say I need to audition? I'm sorry. I'm playing it fair in my opinion, in my eyes. If I say you don't have to audition, but you do, that's yeah. being shitty. So um, everybody auditioned and then I actually pick and chose based on the dynamic and the energy and what I thought, like the first, it, you won't, you don't want to watch a movie where it doesn't look like the couple would ever be together. Correct. You're already going to start with questions. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, in all the cases, that's what I was thinking of. Plus I had to make sure that the character matched up. So in the beginning, you don't want that first girl to act like, bah, bah, da, da. Right. that yeah. will ruin the beginning flow of it. So I needed yeah. one that was cutesy and adorable and like, you know, that kind of innocent, whatever. Her. Yeah, mousy. Chelsea, who is just a powerhouse of an alpha female, you need that. So, you know, with all the auditions, they were people that did phenomenal, but would never be perfect for that part. Yeah. So, you know, I have a bunch of people that are in my audition section of my email. And I know for the movies coming up, I'm going to look back through them and go, you know what? You were perfect for this. Yes. Yeah. That's how I did it. Yeah, you need it, it, the actor's got to be specific for the part that you got to play. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You might yeah. be the greatest actor, but you're not going to fit this part. Sorry. Yeah. Right. And like you know, I felt bad because uh, if you look at the movie industry, one of the biggest problems we always hear about is how it's just basically you know the 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 issue of like segregation, basically where everybody's just you know all a lot of white people in one movie and nobody's getting any chances for anything else. Yeah. That makes me very angry. So one of the things that I made sure was that I had some form of different nationalities throughout the movie so that's why i made sure i was able to have somebody like lion so that you have an opportunity for somebody other than just another white person playing a role and that's why in yield two i'm already talking to people where you know it's going to be a very diverse group of people that way more people have an opportunity a chance to act and get out there um and you know i think that's a big thing that we need to start doing is not just be like you know, white bread America forever. You know, right. I, all my friends are basically a mix of all sorts of wonderful stuff. And I had people I couldn't add to the first movie because I couldn't have, like, one of my, my dearest friends, she's black, and she wanted to be in the part of the Carnego clan, but that wouldn't make sense if all the Carnego clan is white hillbillies. I would have to add so much time trying to explain why she was in it. So I felt awful. I said, but don't worry, I got you. You're going to be in the second movie where you're going to be one of the people I got to come rescue. So I'm already planning go. on uh, Yield 2 where I'm playing Betsy, plus I'm playing the girl that's going to go kill all the people. So that's going to be fun. <laughs> nice. Whoa. <laughs> Awesome. Did you have something, Leo? Oh, uh, actually, I was going to say I opened up to watch party, so you don't need to keep an eye on it. Oh, oh nice, nice. Leo's um, watching the watch party. Do you, yep, yep, yep. Do, you, <laughs> do you have to run 
an ad? Uh, I can't. Actually, yeah. Here we go. Are you, are you supposed to? Let's let's do that before we go on to the next part of the show. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, so uh, every single show is brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee. They're our sponsor. They're in what? Pay for all the hosting. and Sponsor. Yeah. Sponsor. Sponsor. Uh, you know, uh, I, I it's the only coffee I drank. It's absolutely amazing. If you like flavored coffee, it, you know, I'm on keto, so it doesn't give you any extra uh, calories or anything like that. But it's an awesome flavor. Death by Chocolate is my absolute favorite. But amaretto, you, uh, amaretto. I, I I like all the ones I've tried so far. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, here's here's a zombie talking about coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Jeff. Oh, there we go. We'll do that. I don't know books. It doesn't matter. All you have to do is you don't you don't have to know the name of the books. All you have to know is that she's an author. So just bring it in as she's an author. As your wife told you when we did the cameo last week, Jeffrey, you have to relax. <laughs> relax, Jeff. Here we go. <laughs> well, with, with that, we are back. Uh, just uh, in, the, in, in the watch party, uh, uh, Joanna. I'm gonna kill your name. I'm sorry. Uh, Lady Varner, I'm so sorry if I got it wrong. It's uh, Lady J. <laughs> Lady J. Okay. Uh, she. Uh, uh, Rick says uh, Gumba Gumbies unite. Uh, Michelle says 100% agree with your <laughs> mindset. <laughs> I'm glad you uh, uh, agree and with my mindset, Thank you. Lady J uh, wants to know what celebrities would you like to work with? Hmm. Oh, everyone. <laughs> Um, it's always been a dream of mine to work on like Hollywood sets, but without the Hollywood grossness. So basically, I am Hollywood, and then I can work with anyone. No, uh, <laughs> um, you know, they're they're honestly all the different celebrities that I've met at the cons. I want to take all of them and put them in a movie where every one of them can have cameos. Like Tony Todd. Imagine a cameo from Tony Todd who plays right. Candyman. That man right. was behind me once, and he's like, "Hello, Loren. I almost wet myself with excitement. I was like, oh my god, it's the voice." Uh, <laughs> he, he, he's a Robert local Mew boy too yeah yeah Robert Mukes is another one he's yeah. like 6'11 and a sweetheart every time I see him at a con I just want to pinch his cheeks which is awkward <laughs> considering how tall he is come down you know, so I could pinch your cheeks uh, not happening I swear I won't do it but still funny um but I mean <laughs> James Duvall is another one I got angel giggling uh, James Duvall is another one uh, every time I've seen him at a con he has so much energy Jason Lively okay I can keep going it's all of them everyone <laughs> right that's a, right that's a, good, that's a good list yeah totally it, right? i mean i don't hey, know if we could have all of them on the set with me at once because i think we would be smoking drinking and partying and all of a sudden be like shit it's one o'clock in the morning we didn't film anything hold on that that sounds like a talking dead movie though yeah i think we need to make that happen right right we'll just get all the celebrities we'll turn them all into fucking zombies we'll get them all high we'll kill a few no no, no. you don't make them zombies you make them people we wind up running into while we're killing zombies you could do that too, but some, I think some of them would look better as zombies. I think some of them, like, oh, what is it? Eugene Clark, who plays Big Daddy, he's awesome. He was a zombie. Right. There you go. That's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a cameo. That's a cameo for sure. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Right? Well, uh, yeah, I get that ideas. <laughs> 
The uh, the other half of Talking Dead, Jeff, had uh, some questions about authorship and writing. Authorship, yes. Seven books. Seven books, seven. about to be eight. Working uh, on the eight. Uh, can yep. you give us a little bit of like the uh, the background of why and how you started writing? We've heard we've heard Let's about. Let's say um. Acting. Say it again. You broke up a bit. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking for his clock. <laughs> um. How did you How did you start writing? What got you into white as opposed to oh, the okay. acting? Um. I was a real little kid when I first started writing. I was obsessed with Edgar Allan Poe by first grade. Um. I was reading Grimm's Fairy Tales kindergarten first grade, and it delighted me. And then the teacher taught us that we could write stories, and I was like, the really creepy, fucked up shit in my head I could put down on paper. Hell yeah. Um. And then I was in college. You know, obviously I was doing all the musicals and stuff. And then I was in college and I had a creative writing class. It was going to be the class that I would do and then be able to graduate with my degree. And the professor for a creative writing class goes, the only way you can graduate is to turn everything you wrote in my class into a book, publish it, and then give it to me. Now we're talking while we're still in dial-up days and there was like one self-publishing company out there. Yeah. So... And he was the only professor that taught the class, and there was nowhere else to take it. So no matter what, I would have to go back if I didn't do it, have his class again, and it would still be the same assignment, he said. So I went home, put them all, did everything he told me to do. I used a company at the time called Lulu. Um, oh, yeah. And it came out with Black Dreams and Shattered Illusions. <laughs> and it's all dark poetry and everything that the teacher gave us, you know, this is the topic, write a poem. What's the least likely thing you'd ever do? Oh, that's a difficult one. All right, I'll write it as a poem. Uh, <laughs> So yep. I published it, handed it in. That must have been 2005, maybe, 2004, something like that. And then many years later, I um, was working with special needs kids. I was about 25, working with aggressive autistics, things like that. I got sick, got hurt on the job, got laid off because our entire district had to lay off 75 people. I wound up being one of them. And I needed to know what I was going to do with my life. I was like, okay, I'm basically bedridden. I'm ill. But my brain still works. What can I do? And that book fell off the freaking shelf. I looked at it and I was like, all right, bet. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to make it so I'm proud of it instead of I just pass the freaking class. And a little while later, after I fixed that up and published it, I didn't tell anybody right away because, you know, I wanted to just have it out there and then move on from there. And that's when I wrote The Very Devil Herself. I was listening to dark classical music. It was near October-ish. And the Dan's Macabre song came on, and all of a sudden, I just saw her standing in East End London, you know, wearing this beautiful Victorian dress with blood dripping down her face. And she looked at me, and she was like, I'm Alexandria, the very devil herself. And I was like, yes, you are, bitch. I'm writing you. <laughs> now, now so, it's it's funny you mentioned that. That that one actually won you an award. No, uh, the Storyteller of Pain I won an award for, actually. Oh. Um, the very devil herself, not everybody can handle it because it is about an immortal cannibal who works for the King of England from the 16th through 19th century, hunting mm -hmm. down historical serial killers. So I went back in time, looked at actual history and said, what serial killers were during this time? And what would happen if, you know, regular people couldn't kill this person? So they sent this cannibal woman. So you learn things like what a face roll up is, eating noses, you know, this it, it's, it's gory. All right. That's a really fruit no roll up. Scenes. Face roll up is a beautiful thing. You know, you take the cheek meat, you rip the face off, you roll it up, you eat it. It's good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> true, true. So, for the problem is one, the title, The Very Devil Herself, anybody who's at all religious misunderstands and gets all sorts of freaked out. I don't want that book in my house. Okay. Um, eat people, honey. She's not part of like the devil. It's cool. Uh, <laughs> so, um, it's a 
smaller demographic that can handle the gore, but everybody that's read that one, they want more of the series. I have people all the time going, when's the next Alexandria book coming out? I'm like, uh, I don't want to be typecasted as just Alexandria. So I wrote the Storyteller of Pain, which fans voted on and I won the Raven Award for just by fans and no like judges and stuff. And that one is about a psychiatrist trapped within a lunatic asylum with 13 different types of demons and a deadly surgeon all trying to get her at once. She has to figure out how to survive all of it without the help of a priest. So with that one, I was like, wait a minute, exorcist, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Are we saying that only Catholics have to deal with demons? Because if that's true, how many people really want to be a Catholic? Let's hold on yeah. a second. Let's think about this. Demons <laughs> only attack Catholics or they attack everyone. And the only one that's been publicized is Catholicism with a priest. So I got very curious. And when I get curious, I won't stop digging. I went into archives. I started digging. And in every form of faith and religion, there is a way to handle clean cleansing and getting rid of demons and all that stuff. Yeah. We call it <laughs> so, cannabis. There you go. Actually, it is. It's a spiritual, it's a spiritual Rastafarian. It works. Uh, <laughs> that's actually how you do it. Um, so with that one, there's little nods to stuff with Catholicism, like, you know, holy water might be in there a bit, but really I took, you know, what, how would someone who practices Vudan do? What would somebody who practices Hudan do? Like, what would somebody who was Jewish, this, that, and had to deal with it without having a priest stuck and trapped within a lunatic asylum? I based it on Danvers Lunatic Asylum, which has always been an obsession of mine. And at the time I wrote it, there was actually a flood that did hit Danvers Lunatic Asylum, flooded out the entire place, ripped out a bunch of bridges, and everyone had to get trapped within either the American Red Cross shelters, which there weren't many of, or they actually had to go to the insane asylum to hide. So I put all that in it. Plus, then I got ordained, and I'm now a minister because I was like, you know what? After reading all of this and all these different faiths, I'm non-dominational. So no matter what your faith or belief system is, you can come to me, and maybe my prayer will have a little extra oomph this time versus somebody who isn't. Yeah. So I started doing that, and I started helping people go, you know, when you smell that sulfur smell and rotten meat, you need to call me. Let's talk. You know, I'll help you out. Without it being like, <laughs> dominoes. Because, you know, not everybody wants the dominoes. They want something a little different, you know? They need something that's more their vibe. So that's how I even wrote the Storyteller of Pain, was the, the love of all those things mished together, you know? Nice. Yeah. Very nice, very nice. Yeah. Uh, and then, all the uh, all the all this stuff is available on Amazon, correct? Yes, Amazon and Barnes and Noble online for sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the third one I wrote is um, the Bedtime Killer. So that one I couldn't help myself. I was house sitting for someone, and they had those lines where they had the little slats in it, so you could just see this much. And I was looking outside, and all of a sudden there were landscapers there, and there were eyes looking back in at me, and I was like, "Okay, what the f?" And I realized. Do you ever count how many landscapers show up to your house? Do you count how many leave? No, no one does. Do you know that most none of them have to get checked for any kind of criminal record? Hmm. So knowing all of that and having friends in those little businesses, I realized how little it's even controlled or anybody even pays attention to them. They can do anything they want. They could be on your property still. How do you know? All you know is that truck drove away. So that's yeah. the basis of the movie, the book. So the bedtime killer is about a peeping Tom who gets tired of looking at his ladies from afar and trying to figure out why they don't love him right when they don't even know who he is. And something triggers him to become a lust killer. So I even put a little nod to Richard Ramirez in there, you know, the lust mm -hmm. killer. Nice, so, nice. And I did all the research. So in that one, not only do you get to see him go from peeping Tom to lust killer, but you get to see 
him begin and understand his signature MO. You get to see visions and flashbacks to childhood that made him that way. Plus, you get to see every crime from the point of view of the victims and the police until the crescendo at the end. So that's a bedtime killer. Which awesome. is the third one. Hey, Johnny, trim that bush. <laughs> oh, I actually put something like that in there. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that one is extremely sexually graphic, but not in a romantic sense. So I think in all three of those, the storyteller of Cain has a bit of a love story, but only because it helps when you think about how Einstein actually said to his daughter in a letter that was found um, that if E equals MC squared, where energy is, you know, the biggest component, love is actually the most powerful overall. And yeah. I posted the article many times. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, there is a bit of a nuance of a love story in there because love and light can blast out all the darkness in your world. So that's the only reason I even put it in there because when I wrote The Very Devil Herself, they were like, sweetheart, I don't need any book that sparkles. I I heard and read about Twilight. I don't need that. I'm like, this is about face roll-ups and people getting eaten, which is why I basically leave out romantic stuff because they look at me and figure, you're a girl. You write romance, right? No, no. <laughs> yeah, I write romance with a little bit of a fucking twist. <laughs> Quite literally a fucking twist. Because <laughs> the bedtime killer, I even put a little nod to High Tension, and that's another one of my favorite movies. So, oh. Uh, I can't have Ooh, myself. Angel so, like know, that. If you've seen High Tension, you guys all seen High Tension yet? Yes. No. Okay. Yes. I'm not going to ruin it. Go freaking see this movie. Make sure you put the audio and captions on English. You can watch it with subtitles. I like it, but still. Uh, High Tension is a French film. Yeah, English subtitles or audio yeah. if you need to switch it over. But it is an amazing movie, in my opinion, about serial killer and all sorts of stuff. And Angel, you watched that one. So, yeah. you know when it's um, the serial killer in his truck and he's getting head? Yep. There you go. There's your nod. <laughs> so when anybody reads The Bedtime Killer, which, of course, all of you are going to read it right now. I know it. Uh, <laughs> and you know the movie. You'll understand my little nod to it because I just I thought that was fantastic because I'm such a bad person sometimes. <laughs> uh just real quick, uh, Lady J says, uh, I need to be in the Token Dead movie. And uh, there's a comment by Rick Nea. Uh, ben, if you want to yep. read that. Uh... The one about the Goomba gummies? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, Rick Nayer, just to, to get a subject real quick, Rick Nayer is the great-grandfather of hybrid cannabis. Um, so he's one of the first to, to, to deal with that. He's also in uh, legislature up in New Hampshire pushing for legalization. Amazing, nice. amazing, amazing gentleman. We love him like a brother. Uh, he will be on a show in the future at some point. Um, but we took a trip down to Diamond Productions, down to Bill Diamond Studios in New York, and we had Rick in the back seat. <clears throat> so fucking trip. What? Yeah, it was a fucking trip. It was like four hour car ride down, four hour car ride back. So let's leave it at that with that. So Rick's back there, he's smoking, you know, hitting his joint, and I'm fucking eating gummies and. He brought up the Care Bears and unicorns and farts. And before I knew it, we were the Goomba gummies doing the Wonder Twin fucking powers. Rainbow, so, <laughs> That's rainbow farting unicorns. So it's been like an ongoing joke. If we see rainbows or rainbow farting unicorns, it's Goomba gummies. And you it's just kind of so much trouble now that I know. Yeah, well, hey, you know, the, it's not just you that knows. Everybody viewing this knows, and everybody that watches this later knows. But it's all so good. I mean, send you memes and pictures and little gifts of unicorn parts. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, every time we see him and he's down or we're down or something, 
that'll come up in in, in an instant message or a text message. <laughs> you know, you'll just have a unicorn farting rainbows or something, and it just it just you know it's one of those inside jokes that lightens the mood. Everybody I has it. No more. All right. Well, I just wasted ten minutes of the show talking no. about fucking farting unicorns. Uh, no, 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 that's cool, man. I'm so excited about what awesome that he's fighting Legacy Slater about it. Like, that's that's the freaking epic. That's what needs to happen on well, a federal level and knock this freaking shit off, man. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's one of the biggest things that Jeffrey and I are really trying to do is we're, we're trying to bring all these industries together because whether people realize it or not, in the comic industry, you have a lot of people that enjoy and partake in cannabis. And if they don't, they're for it. In the horror genre, it's the same aspect. And well, we're, you, all fight, we're all fighting our own battles. Yeah, if we can bring all these communities together, you know what I mean. It's just it's just going to benefit everybody in the long run. But Leo, you had something to say. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, no, no! It was totally useless. So don't worry about it. <laughs> Nothing is ever useless. What did you have to say, brother? Really? Have you heard what I say? <laughs> uh, no, actually, I. We well, just watched the eye candy down in the corner. You know, I mean. Well, actually, hold on. Yep, you're down in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say. Nobody you, puts baby in the corner. Wait, it just happened. Uh, actually, did you see the uh, making uh, movies that made us? They they covered that movie. It's uh, yeah, totally did. interesting. But um, uh, you mentioned unicorns. If you're totally got time to kill and you want to be totally mind fucked, Google Charlie the Unicorn. It's like yes. some some old like yes. '90s. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Totally. Yes. <laughs> totally. Like, I must have missed that. Hold on. It, it, Charlie the Unicorn. Yeah, it's like from the uh, it's uh probably oh, early two thousand. Yeah, it's totally <laughs> fucked up. That and Salad Tinder. Do you like my rusty spoons? Like Those my rusty spoons. Also, did you ever see the show Happy on Netflix with the freaking blue unicorn? Oh my god, I love Happy. Her... How is that? See what you started, Rick? I've seen the commercials for it, or the ads for it, but I've never seen. Oh, it's, it's got a it's got really stabler in it. It's based I, on a I, comic I, book, right? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's nice. uh, uh, the guy Maloney from uh, Law and, or- Law and Order SVU. He's like a uh, burnt out cop uh, <laughs> that's looking for his daughter, and he's like, uh, I don't, I can't remember if he's like stoned or something, but he his his daughter's like uh, daughter gets kidnapped, yeah, and, and taken by a creepy Santa person. Yep, and her invisible friend goes to find the father, which is Maloney. So he's seeing this little like. You know, uh, rainbow unicorn, you know, uh, following him around, telling him where to find his daughter and stuff. It's really messed up, but it's awesome. So I know, season I, two looks like it's even more epic. I can't wait. Yeah, uh, I know you're um, watching the watch party notes. Yes. But I, I do have to say, I just I got to say this because Jeff's going to laugh too. My wife, Michelle, just chimed in and said, no one can be in the Toking Dead movie until Jeff's wife and my wife are in the comic somehow. So I just <laughs> I just said, and I keep trying to tell her I can't put her in the comic because I have to kill her. And that's just not right. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to catch hell for that later, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm still trying to think of a way where she could be alive. She could play an imaginary, like, she's already been dead and you just keep having it, like, flashback and head kind of thing. Just saying. Well, we flashback. Well, little flash. Yeah. No spoil. I mean, don't want to spoil it, but not everybody's a zombie yet. That's true. That's yeah. true. Not everybody's a zombie yet. Yeah. But I already told her if the zombie apocalypse ever did happen, that she probably wouldn't survive because she does not like guns. She's okay with a knife, more okay with a baseball bat, but that's not really going to help you when I'm running twice as fast. I mean, yes, yeah, so you heard me right. I said running twice to? as fast. Are you kidding? Away. She might have survived you at 
this point. You're talking about running? Yeah, he's yeah, you're right. So, gun. So it was, it was nice knowing you all. This is probably my last show. I will not be awake tomorrow morning. <laughs> Uh, just uh, catching up on the comments. Uh, William says she's in the middle of the screen. Angela says uh, he was also on True Blood and a movie called Crash. Also, Happy yes. equals if Shrek was a cop show. Yeah. Uh, and uh, William says I'd be a serial killer, spelled uh, like the food. Uh, if I got head, fruity pebbles, please. Uh, and Angela <laughs> says she did a drawing too on the devil herself watching Yield. And over on the watch party, uh, Michelle says, uh, well, Ann's Bakery and Michelle's Massage Parlor. And uh, Clayton says, much love. Product placement. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what we can do. He went through pretty quick. Some of those are interesting. Yes. Well, I try to make sure that everybody's, you know, uh, covered. You know, I don't want anybody with hurt feelings that I left out. So totally. Sometimes you got to leave them out. So <laughs> Michelle says she can run very fast. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, All right, so we got we got way off a of subject because yeah, of Rick. Like and <laughs> Thanks, Rick. Um, <clears throat> and who wants to bring it? Angel? Bring it back in. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you say you're working on uh, your eighth book, right? Yes. And you have Queen of Hearts. Yeah. Give it a little synopsis on that again. Uh, the Queen of Hearts is basically um, a female vigilante serial killer that is just kind of has a little snap in her psychic senses where all of a sudden she's done being little miss nice girl and only helping others keep their crime scenes clean. She's decided that she's going to go take out all the big bad boys that are harming women and everybody's ignoring and she takes their hearts. So that's going to be fun. I've uh, written the first few chapters, but it's a little slow going only because I've been focusing on getting the editing done for the movie because there's yeah. like 60 days left until spring. So I want to make sure, you know what I mean? But yeah. that one, I start off that story based off a little uh, stuff that happened in my childhood uh, and I was such a bad child. Um, no, <laughs> I don't there. see that at all. You can imagine. Like, we no. were playing Army, and I think it was pre-K, kindergarten, me and this boy. And um, I decided, like, Army, like, on the ground, you know, in the trees, in the bushes, all dirty and stuff. I decided we were going to capture and kill the enemy, which at the time was my father. So I used clear fishing line at the top of the steps. And down at the bottom of the steps, I took wrought iron metal chairs, turned them upside down so all the, the, the foot are showing and strategic. So you should hit that, hit those chairs and freaking die. And yay, I won against the enemy. Not understanding what happens to a person, death. Not understanding the concept at all at yeah, the time. Yeah. And my mom caught my dad at the last second, pulled him in the house, and then was like, your friend has to go home now. <laughs> and she started explaining to me not only what happens to children if they kill, that killing is not the answer for getting a timeout. <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> um, those kinds of things. You killed and, your father, you get a timeout. <laughs> right? Like, all right, I'm going to kill this effort. He just stopped my TV time. <laughs> <laughs> And that you can use your words and have them be more deadly than ever needing to use your hands. And I was like, all right. Um, and she honestly stopped me from being harmful to anybody after that. Because, you know, a little child has no idea what could happen. Yeah. You know, I didn't have a pet that ever died yet either. So it wasn't like there was anything really to understand. I was just winning the war. So I start the queen, <laughs> the queen of hearts with a bit of a story explaining what the childhood was like. 
and then changing it from there if mom didn't save me kind of thing uh, what would happen to her yeah. um how I'll, she regressed yeah. to working with all these different kinds of killers and helping them out until all of a sudden snap you guys aren't going to take care of this well me and all my skills i'm done being little miss nice girl because you know there's enough stories about guys and i figure it's time that men realize how easily women could kill if we wanted to clean up the mess you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's cleaning crews most women don't understand there's cleaning crews you just call someone and they'll clean it up for you rain matter and stucco ceiling though that's a difficult one you gotta have a lot of hours for that i mean you know in theory in theory in theory cleanup crews uh i just purple stuff uh, yeah, uh, Rick Nea had quite the post. I just wanted to get this uh, out there. So uh, Rick Nea says, well, it's based on the Toking Dead needing reinforcements, and all of a sudden a unicorn shows up, gets bitten by a zombie, and begins farting Goomba gummies, which start attacking the zombies with Care Bear-like powers. Goomba gummies unite. Ha-ha. Love you guys to the moon and back. And see everybody <laughs> See everybody soon. Rick, I love it. I want this story to be like an extra style thing. Can we make it a kid's book, but not kid's book? <laughs> right? Oh, right? My. oh. That's like um, my friend Sam. I can never say his last name, Marciano or something, that has, if you give a beer, if you oh, give money a beer. Um, I got it. You, give, you got it? I got it. I love it. I'm wanting to get both his books. Every time I see him, I'm I got, like, okay. You're all, I got you're all welcome. Okay. Sam okay. So, uh, way too fast. If you give a bear a bong. Yep. You're sh I don't see that. And then if you give a bear, uh, give a bunny a beer. He's holding yes. it up to the camera that's on live. And I and, yeah. and you can go on and pre-order if you give a kitty a cocktail. Yeah, that's yeah. Sam Miser That's Sam Miserandino. Um, Thank you. I actually met him. I want to say four years ago at a <clears throat> another zombie type con. Yeah. Um, and we kind of hit it off as friends, me being a writer and blah, 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 and him writing. Um, and we connected like that. And Jeff and I hooked up with him and got him down here to NECC and a few of the other cons. And now he actually expanded out into the cannabis cons with us. Nice. I've been he, telling you. I've been yeah. telling you. He, he, is, he is an amazing, an amazing fucking person, let me tell you. Yeah, he is. And I threw, that, I threw that swear in there because I saw something on the chat that my wife said that my mother-in-law says I shouldn't swear so fucking much. So I'm not going to ah. fucking swear anymore. Well, fucking A, what can you do? You know, that's why we have the Sorry. 18 plus at the beginning of the show. Yes. <laughs> I think my mother wished I didn't curse so much and she gave up when I was like eight. She's like, screw it. Sorry. Right, right, <laughs> just right. Kidding, just no, kidding. I, my mother-in-law is a great person, so I'll just leave it that's there. Because awesome. <laughs> this show's not about us. But yes, Sam is an, an, an awesome person, awesome writer. Um, if yeah. you get a chance to pick up any of his works, do it. I mean, he's wrote other stuff. He wrote a graphic novel called The um, Prince of Pieces. Prince of Pieces yes, yeah. I met yeah. him with that one. Um, that's where I I met him. Where I was. It was that other type of zombie type con. We won't yeah. mention their name because fuck them. Yeah, no, let's not. Don't go there. Not say we did because that. Yeah. No, who wants to fuck a zombie? I feel like that would. Hey, like, listen. Like, you know, it gets all shriveled and ribbed up like that. It's ribbed for her pleasure. No, no, uh, that's just called mush, honey. That's disgusting for everybody's <laughs> non-pleasure. Well, just, uh, there's no bones uh, in it. Uh, there's no bones in that, right? Uh, Angela says, uh, Lauren, he was at Northeast Collectibles Extravaganza Comic-Con. Uh, yeah. Also, we met him at uh, Rock and Shock. Yeah. Yeah, he did Rock and Shock. Yep. 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 What is that one? Did that one... Do we have dates for that one? Because I always want to do that one, and it winds up conflicting with something I was already hired Oh, for. you need to do Rock and Shock. Rock and Shock's so awesome. I know. Uh, 
Uh, that's one of uh, that's one of my favorite cons. To answer one of the questions from earlier tonight. Yeah. Oh, uh, no good. dates for 2020 yet. All right. Well, is it me? Find out? Can you let me know? Because I'm always slow on the uptake about these days. Like, <laughs> is I it me or is this Jeff going into zombie update. mode right now? Huh? I am. You look like you were going into zombie mode. Like your eyes were starting to close. Like you were like. Eh. Did the cookie oh. kick in? Did the cookie kick in? Um. Yeah. Look yeah at <laughs> ah, the, the uh, you can tell by the in. smile. Right, right. Cookies. 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Who has right. cookies? Jeff has cookies. <laughs> I made my own cookies. What? And you weekend. Imagine all of us on cookies having an episode. I think that would be wonderful. We need to make that happen. Not this kid. And, and won't <laughs> cookies. No, the cookies don't bother me. It's the brownies, but. The last time I had a cookie, we were in Berry, Vermont. We had just finished the con. We were back at the hotel. It was probably like 9 o'clock at night. Jeff says, you want a cookie? I'm like, ah, fuck it, cookie. Sure, why not? Boom. 20 minutes later, I busted out in hysterics laughing. And like, I was crying. I was laughing so fucking oh hard. God. He looks at me and goes, what's so funny? And I'm like, the cookie just kicked in. I can't <laughs> go to sleep now. And I literally got up and he got up. We went outside and sat on the bench for 45 minutes. Laughing like high school fucking teenagers. It was a riot. In our pajamas, people were walking by like, what the fuck is wrong with these two? It was hilarious. So, yeah, cookies, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so Ben won't eat my cookies no more. No, no more That's eating so just cookies. <laughs> <laughs> See, look at this, Leo. You're supposed to pull us back onto subject. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, speaking of uh, books, uh, if you want to learn more about uh, Lauren, uh, check the show notes down below or up above. Uh, but I was going to ask you, you know, uh, a lot of uh, people in horror, uh, we, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we know a lot of writers, and, and it seems like definitely the... the uh, We're all fucking voguing now. Uh, <laughs> uh, how does one start to, uh, to become uh, self-published? Like, uh, what software do you use? <coughs> what, what services do you use? Uh, uh, where can somebody start to learn? Uh, Google. <laughs> <laughs> Google.com. Uh, no, um... For me, I started by make sure you use Word. Honestly, I did Google Docs the first time with the Very Delver Self, and their programming is so different that when I went to go put it into, you know, the self-publishing groups, algorithm, whatever you want to call it, it was like, does not process, does not compute. There was all these errors. So I had to retype the whole freaking thing uh, into Word and then move on from there. So that's a big lesson I learned the hard way. <laughs> I use Word for everything. It really, you got it works. You got to use works. You got to use Word. Um, I really like the uh, Create Space. I use that a lot, which is now bought by Amazon. So Amazon KDP. It's weird yeah. that they have these little initials, but I, whatever. Yeah, it's um, for the it's for the Kindle uh, template. Yeah. Put it in there. Yeah, that's one of the other great things was it was one of the few sites that automatically helped you do that where whatever I was using before that, they didn't have anything to make it work. You'd have to pay somebody and then there was no guarantee it would still be great, which I don't like the idea of I can't do it myself. <laughs> So, um, honestly, everything you need to know, you can find on Google. Every question you have, there is a website that will explain it for you to the T with CreateSpace, if they even still use it. So, whatever it is, CreateSpace Amazon program. 
Um, it's all step by step. So they have the guides for everything. And what I always tell everybody is everyone's like, oh, I can't write a book. I'm like, why? They're like, well, it's so long. And I'm like, if you wrote a page every single day for a year, you'd have 365 pages. So right. most people exactly. don't write just one page. In a, nope. You know, they'll write several. They'll, you know, have an outpouring. So no matter what, oh, yeah. it's the time. And most people don't realize that the time will pass no matter what you're doing. So you might as well be accomplishing something you're dreaming of. That's true. Right, yeah. right. I, I have to agree with her. I mean, that's how the comic book started. Jeff and I chatted back and forth, and it actually started as a book. So it, it, it's been written in book form. So the end of the that's first true. book is done. We're pulling the comic from the book. That's um, really cool. You know, so and hopefully at some point uh, that would that'll get published. You know, we have book yeah. one, part one, which explains the first comic. Now that issue three comes out, we're gonna do the second book part. Um, you know, and then you put them all together. You know, it's all marketing. Um, but I know we're getting close to that time, Leo. Yes, sir. So, uh... <laughs> what time is that? What time is that? Cookie time. Cookie time. Well, uh, before we begin to wrap things up, anything else? Uh, any other comments or questions or anything? If you have anything in the uh, chat room, now's the time to post it. If you've been lurking the whole time and, and uh, just, you know, been eager Why to say lurking? something. A lot of people will lurk. You know, we get tons of lurkers. Um, Angela says, Looky lose. Angela says, Northeast is March 13th and 15th. Um, I actually uh, took an extra week of vacation this year so that I can try to hit more cons. Uh, but one question uh, not everybody answered. Uh, favorite cons? I know, Angel, you had a couple before we wrap things yeah, up. Yeah, I like, uh, I like uh, to hang out at uh, Rock and Shock and Scarecon. Yeah. You know, those are, those are the ones I, I go to in the area. They're all awesome and fun, and but those are my two yeah. today. And we have uh, Wicked Weekend coming up soon. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Next oh, sure. Yeah, That's can't wait for first, that. Their, their first outing. Yep. Yeah. So and I'm excited to see. Uh, matter of fact, I got a link to it in the show notes down below or up above, and also a link for YC3, which uh, yeah. we'll be at as well. And, nice, uh, very nice. Yeah, that's coming up uh, in uh, just a couple weeks. Next What's weekend. Next, oh, next yeah. week. Okay, next weekend. Is it ne yeah, next weekend, right? The 20, yeah, next weekend. A 20, week from 27. a week from this Saturday. Twenty seventh. Twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. Okay. Twenty fifth. <laughs> no, I'm glad. I'm glad you guys are coming up to that. That's gonna be. Uh, that's gonna be a good time. And like I said, you know what we chatted about last night and all that. Yep. So, you yep. know, uh, uh, Philip from Dark Discussions is gonna join us, and uh, also uh, Alex uh, Hoy. Uh, he's gonna. Uh, nice. We're we're getting him a little bit of space there so he can sell his wares. He's a local artist, and. Uh, oh yeah, uh, check out his stuff. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Alex is a good guy. Yeah, he is. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll do a rundown. We'll start with uh, Angel. Where do you like people following you? Uh, you can follow me at Chaos Manus on my Instagram and uh, Facebook, and uh, you can follow uh, that Strange Show, which is the podcast that I do every week. Uh, and you can find that uh, everywhere and Dorkening Podcast Network. Yeah. Lauren, where do you like interacting with your fans? Um, everywhere, honestly. Uh, I have Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Loren Malloy, L-O-R-E-N-M-O-L-L-O-Y. You can find me in all of them. I also have all of my books on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And you can find me on IMDB because, you know, when you bobble, it makes it more important. <laughs> uh, that's imdb.me slash Loren Malloy. And uh, again, links in the show notes uh, for all that information there. 
Jeff, my man. What's happening? Token Dead. Facebook, The Token Dead. Google it, The Token Dead. Just look up The Token Dead. We're everywhere. There we go. Read uh, an article about us, or you can find us anywhere and just do what you're going to do and check it out. Totally. I issued <laughs> two. I'm trying to be like animated. <laughs> uh, issued I two. That works, right? Yeah, Angel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Benjamin. Hey, so like I said before, uh, Jeff already mentioned where you can find us online, but the best way to find any of us on any of these shows is get off your ass, come down to one of the cons, support us at the cons, enjoy the time. I mean, interacting with us live is so much better than behind the scene, I'm telling you. Oh yeah, so, I'm a lot of fun at a con. You just we, wait and see. You gotta come see us. We we all are. Yeah, yeah we are. We all, even Leo, the not, eye candy not, in the not corner. Not at all. Not at all. I'm 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 a sack of potatoes. <laughs> nope. I, he's lying um, to you. Trust yeah. me. Uh, <laughs> Leo can cut a rug. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say we can get Leo dancing. Yeah. I'll give him a cookie. Okay. Uh, he don't do cookies. Couple of drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Uh, actually, I, uh, I, it was a stressful week last week, so uh, I, I splurged and I got some Maker's Mark, and that's, uh, it hits you hard. <laughs> it hits you hard. Yeah, it hits you. It hits you. I'm yeah. Jack through this whole thing, so let me tell you. <laughs> so, uh, Leo, where can they find you? Uh, well, most importantly, you know, check out the awesome people here. Uh, links down below or up above. And, uh, you know, like Ben said, find them at a con. Nicest guys you'll ever meet. That's, you know, why we're, we're working with them. We absolutely love you guys. And, uh, Lauren, it, it was awesome meeting you at the uh, uh, the last con. And, uh, you know, definitely, you know, follow these awesome people. But also check out The Dorkening. You can head on over to thedorkening.com, which you can find all the shows on the network. Actually, almost all the shows. Uh, we added uh, several in the last couple weeks that we need to add to the website. And uh, The Token Dead, we're going to be uh, ripping these shows, putting them up on audio format once we get a couple episodes in. Uh, but everything's nice. on thedorkening.com uh, or where you listen to your podcast. You can find all the shows there. And, yeah, we uh, come back. We come back uh, this weekend from our season break. That strange show, first episode. Sweet. And season four and Hardcore Nursing Home, which is another show I produce on the network. It's nice. Coming back. And uh, nice. this. Uh, I got to talk. I got to be on your show now. <laughs> hey, come on down. <laughs> uh angel your uh your show has a theme this season right i was hearing that. oh yeah season of sleaze sleaze yeah sleaze we're gonna be covering all the uh all the bihar movies some independent stuff gory you know tits and ass kind of things nice your type of shit jeff oh yeah right up my alley right up your alley yeah. uh we're, 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 we're opening up with blood hook okay so. nice uh, Lisa wants to know, when do you guys come to New Hampshire, Ben? Oh, I don't know. Um, I think the closest we're going to be to New Hampshire is actually when we do YC3 up in Wells, Maine this year anyways. I don't think we have anything in New Hampshire, do we? No. Not uh, yet anyways. Not, not yet anyways. There, tell yeah. Lisa to tell shows in New Hampshire to hire you guys. There you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, there is a New Hampshire, there's a New Hampshire con that the Dark Discussion guys go to. Uh, I'll get the name of it and send it to you. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Network. Yeah. Networking. Right. Networking. Oh. That's right. That's right. Carpooling? Did I hear carpooling with Loren to these fun con? No. Absolutely. Anytime. Party limo. <laughs> 
<laughs> so before Leo takes us out of here, I just want to say, like I always do, to our veterans and first responders, thank you. Because if you don't do what you guys do, we can't do what we want to do. Thank you. Yes. Awesome. Agreed. Well said. Well said. Uh, and uh, who is SJE? Uh, oh, who is she? Michelle said, who is she? Uh, when do you get? Okay. Uh, no idea what that's in reference to, but I want to thank you all for watching. We'll, uh, we'll finish this up. We'll catch you guys later. And, uh, actually you're coming back in uh, a week after next, right? Yep. You have some? Yep. Okay. Two weeks. Every other week. Every other week. Awesome. Every other week. We'll catch you guys later. Bye. All right. Bye. Peace. Your book of lies will buy you a mild acceptance. My free mind will keep me from under your spell and when we die you'll be another angel in heaven but me i'll be a fucking legend in heaven